0: Hello and welcome to Bill Stern's Sports Newsreel from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
2: O L G A T E Colgate presents Bill Stern. With the Colgate Shave Cream Sports News Reel. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Cream is on the air. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man, the
0: story's rare. Take his advice and a you'll get a shave and smooth and clean, you'll a Brushless fan. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, this is Bill Stern speaking from Chicago. Bringing you the Colgate Shave Cream Sports Newsreel featuring strange and fantastic stories. Some legends, others mere hearsay, but also interesting, we'd like to pass them along to you. We're speaking from Chicago, getting ready to broadcast tomorrow's Northwestern Michigan football game. Our guest tonight is the famous singing star, Hildegard. But before we bring you the incomparable Hildegard in person, here is Real One. Tonight, as you know, we're broadcasting from the Windy City of Chicago... Here in Chicago, they know that one of America's most famous basketball stars is the immortal Joe Lapchick. When Joe Lapchick discovered Colgate Brushless Shave Cream, he wrote me,
2: Dear Bill, I'm sold on Colgate Brushless Shave Cream. I never would have thought a light, fluffy shave cream could do such a swell job on my bristly beard. But Colgate Brushless does everything to my combination of tough whiskers and tender skin, besides being so much more pleasant to work with and so much easier to rinse off. It's me for Colgate
0: Brushless. Find Joe Lapchick. And you can bet your life that Joe Lapchick means every word he writes about Colgate Brushless Shave Cream. This is what Colgate Brushless does for him and what it will do for you, too. One, Colgate Brushless Shave Cream doesn't match your whiskers down so the razor slides over without cutting. No, it's light enough, fluffy enough to get down to the roots of the stubble and stand them up for clean, close, easy cutting. Two, being light and fluffy, not heavy or greasy... Colgate Brushless acts super fast to soften each hair and keeps it softer, smoother, faster shaving. Three, being light and fluffy, Colgate Brushless goes on faster, risen off faster, and never fouls your razor. Look, I'd like you to prove all this for yourself. You try Colgate Brushless Shave Cream. If you're not delighted with the close, clean, comfortable shaving performance that it gives you, just send the, cart- the carton top back to me, Bill Stern, care of Colgate, Jersey City, Zone 2, New Jersey, and I'll see that you get double your money back. Ask for Colgate Brushless, the shave cream of champions. It's light and it's right. Real two, portrait of a pint of scotch. You might wonder what a pint of scotch has to do with a sports story. Well, if you listen, you'll find out that a pint of scotch, because of sports, changed the laws of Australia. For not too many years ago in Australia, one of the most famous sports stars was a great runner named Makey. What Makey's first name was, I never knew, but I do know he was a great sports star. He seemed well on his way towards a national championship, when suddenly, suddenly he began to lose. At first, nobody paid much attention to his defeats, but when Makey kept on losing, his friends began to offer advice. One day, a friend of his brought a bottle of whiskey around. Makey had never taken a drink in his life, but when a drink was offered to him, he decided to try it. Immediately, he seemed like his old self again. Whether it was the whiskey or not, nobody knew. But whatever it was, he ran with his old-time speed. His friends weren't sure that it was the whiskey that had made him run so fast. But they thought that it might be. And so they decided to try it again. One week later, in a great sports festival, Makey was entered to race against several other sports stars who'd beaten him recently. However, just before he went out to run that race, his friends again gave him a drink of whiskey. This time, there could be no doubt as to what the effects were on him. For he not only beat those other sports stars, but in beating them, he ran faster than he'd ever run before. From that day on, whenever Makey was entered in a sporting event, his friends gave him whiskey. That is, he was given whiskey before each event until one day, the story somehow managed to leak out. Immediately, the officials charged that Makey was being fed whiskey before each race. They were right. The papers played the story up big. Screaming headlines told the story. The public was astonished, and then... Then the bombshell exploded. Nobody denied those charges. Makey's friends admitted giving him whiskey before each sporting event. And what's more, they said that they keep on doing it right along. They intended to go right on since there was no law against it. From all sides came criticism. Newspapers denounced it. Sporting authorities tried to stop it. But there was no law against it. By now, the public was up in arms. They demanded that something be done. Recently from Australia came the answer. Recently, had you seen the Australian sport pages, you would have read. Yesterday, in Australia's House of Commons, a new law was passed. A law making it illegal to stimulate any competitor in any sporting event by use of intoxicating liquors. Unquote. And that's the end of the story. The story of a great sports star in Australia named Makey, who, by drinking whiskey, forced Australia to change its laws. And that's all there is to the story. That is... That's all there is to the story, unless you'd also like to know that this sports star named Makey, who by drinking whiskey made Australia change its laws, was a horse, a racehorse, port drink of a pint of scotch. Rail three, Colgate's camera close-up of Hildegard. Tonight, although we're broadcasting from Chicago, our guest, the famous singing star Hildegard, is appearing nightly at the rainbow roof of the Ansley Hotel in Atlanta, Georgia. So now, in order that you may hear Hildegard, this is Bill Stern switching you from where I'm standing in Chicago. The next voice you hear will be the incomparable Hildegard speaking in person from Atlanta, Georgia.
1: It's nice to be back on this sports program because I've taken up golf this year, and oh, how I love it. But then I've always liked sports, for sports have played such a big part in my career. Let me tell you what I mean, Bill. The first job I ever had was playing piano as an accompanist for a sports star who was making personal appearances in vaudeville. Now, this sports star was so kind to me that I've never forgotten him. For you see, the man who gave me my first important professional job was the immortal catcher of the Philadelphia A's, Mickey Cochran. But even more important was the time when another great sports star saved my career. Several years ago, when I was to get a name for myself, I was working in a small nightclub in Paris called the Casanova. However, business was not so good, so one night the management notified me that I was through. Now, the next night, a great tennis player happened to come into that club, and he heard me singing there, and when he asked for me, they told him I was no longer there. However, because he was who he was, and because he asked them to give me another chance, they did. From then on, I was lucky enough to succeed. But it was he who saved my career. I said he was a great tennis player then, and he was. He still plays tennis today, even though he's now well over 80 years old. For you see, this gentleman who still does play tennis, even though he is over 80 years old, and who saved my career, is Gustav, the King of Sweden. And do you know, Bill, this is really a coincidence you will not believe. Just today, here in Atlanta, Georgia... I received an autographed photograph from this very same King Gustav of Sweden. Good night, Bill. Now, this is Hildegard, Georgia, returning you to Bill Stern in Chicago.
0: Thank you so much. Good luck and good night, Hildegard. Rail 4, I'll be back in just a moment with another strange sports story. But first, since we're broadcasting goodnight from Chicago, here's the best in the Midwest, Don Elder.
2: Football, baseball, Ace Parker is one of the few to star in both sports. But Ace Parker is one of the many, one of the millions who like a lather shave. He goes all out for the lather shave of champions, Colgate Rapid Shave Cream. For outstanding teamwork, writes Ace Parker, give me that close-packed Colgate lather. It tackles my tough whiskers, softens them down to the skin line, gives my razor a smooth, speedy course without interference. There may be many brands of lather shaves on the market, but there's only one for me, Colgate Rapid Shave Cream. Hear that, all you lather shavers? And remember, two out of three barbers use Colgate lather. So if you like a lather shave, you're going to love the lather shave of champions.
0: Now back to Bill Stern. Real fine. Profile of a football coach. This is the story of Frank Cavanaugh. Frank Cavanaugh, the immortal football coach of Fordham University. Frank Cavanaugh was a great coach. At Fordham, he built some of the greatest teams in the country... However, at the outbreak of World War I back in 1917, Frank Cavanaugh gave up coaching football. He returned to his home in New England, and he enlisted in the famous Yankee division, which was made up of men from the New England states. Frank Cavanaugh became a major in that division. Nevertheless, he was one of the most popular men in his company. For at night, at night when his men gathered around for relaxation, he used to lead them in singing a song, a certain song that he himself had heard in his native New England, a song written by a Yale undergraduate. A song not even published, but a song that Frank Cavanaugh loved. However, once his division landed in France, Frank Cavanaugh became a changed man. Where he'd been popular before, now, now he became unpopular, for he drove his men relentlessly. They called him the Iron Major, and he deserved that name. For one day at dawn in France, he told his battalion, Listen, men, you came over here to get killed, and so help me, I'm gonna see that you do it. And that day on, he was hated and despised. Years later, when the war was over, Major Cavanaugh came back to his regiment to speak at a dinner. Only then did his men begin to understand him. Cavanaugh was old by then. Gone was his erect figure. Gone was the bitterness. The soldiers listened as their major spoke. Men, I know since that day in France when I told you you were going to get killed, you've all hated me. I wanted you to hate me. You see, I knew if you hated me enough, you wouldn't have time to hate the conditions around you. The Major sat down. Soon after that, he died. The Army lost a great officer. And Fordham lost a great football coach. a man actually was Major Cavanaugh. I think I can answer that question best by reading a letter he wrote home in the winter of 1917. A letter to his little son, David. A letter that begins, Dear Davy boy. Your mother writes me that you have a chum. She says that he's a fine boy who lives next door. Davy, I wish I had a chum. But I have your picture, which I take down and talk to when I'm blue. The other night I dreamed I was home with you and mother, and we had such a fine time. Davy, did any little boy ever have such a good mother as yours? And I know that you will, while I'm gone, take good care of her. The lights are going out now, Davy. So good night, and God bless you, your father. But that's not quite the end of the story of Frank Cavanaugh. You remember in the beginning of the story I said that when Frank Cavanaugh first enlisted in the army, he was very popular with his men, and that at night when they gathered for relaxation, he taught them a song, a song written by a Yale undergraduate in Frank Cavanaugh's native New England. Well, after Frank Cavanaugh had taught his men this then unknown song... They, in turn, taught it to others until this song suddenly became the most popular song of World War I, a song called There's a Long, Long Trail a-winding. There's a long, long
2: trail a-winding into the land of my
0: dream. Frank Cavanaugh's gone now. He sleeps in a peaceful grave covered by falling leaves. His memory grows dim. And yet old-timers at Fordham University claim they can still hear him shout, Come on, men. And out of the past across the white chalk lines comes galloping the gridiron ghosts of yesteryear. Ghosts that keep alive the memory of a man who developed some of America's greatest teams and discovered one of our greatest songs.
2: In the day when I'll be going on that long, long trail.
0: The immortal. Kavanaugh, profile of a great guy. That's the 3-0 mark for tonight. We've been speaking tonight from Chicago, getting ready to broadcast tomorrow's football game between Northwestern and Michigan. Next Friday evening, we'll be back same time, same stations, broadcasting from whichever city has next week's biggest football game. Our guest next Friday night, as always, will be a famous star of stage, screen, radio, or sport. So be sure and be with us at our usual time next Friday evening. See you then. And until then, I'll be seeing you on the screen in the news of the day newsreel at your favorite Lowe's or Associated Theaters. And now, until next Friday night, at this very same time, this is Bill Stern wishing you all a good, good night from Chicago. Bill
2: Stern, the Colgate-shaped Command is on his way. Bill Stern, the Colgate-shaped Command, has lots to say. He told you, Taylor, sports heroes, the inside dope he really know. So listen your next Friday night,
1: C-O-L-G-A-T-E.
2: And your community chest asks your help. By giving generously to your local community chest, You're helping your neighbors who can't help themselves. So won't you be a good neighbor? And when your community chest calls on you for a contribution, dig down deep and give. Hildegard appeared in this program tonight courtesy of the Anzlia Dinkler Hotel in Atlanta, Georgia. The Bill Stern Show tonight came from Atlanta, Georgia and Chicago. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.